Welcome to Double Booked, your place for library news, book recommendations, and reading banter. Hosted by Wilmington Memorial Library librarians Erin Driscoll and Danielle Masterson. We are broadcasting from the WCTV Community Television Studios in Wilmington, Mass. We want to thank WCTV for allowing us to use their facility and equipment. Our topic for today is friendship and friends. August 7th is Friendship Day. It's also my birthday. But we are not talking about my birthday today. We are going to talk about our favorite friendship books. Yes. <laughs> so what did you come up with, Erin? I, Danielle, when you suggested this topic, I thought, oh, that will be breezy and easy to find mm-hmm. books that center like great friendships and it was surprisingly hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've learned that, like, I guess I just read a lot of books about dysfunctional families and this is true. where friendships exist but are sort of peripheral. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and I mean, this is criteria I set for myself, but I tried to find books that were really just about friendship, like not yeah. books that were about friends who were then sort of, you know, will they, won't they, kind mm-hmm. of a romantic tension. Yes. Um, just friendships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really hard yeah. mm-hmm. um, without dipping into, you know, young adult novels. I think yeah. for me, for mm-hmm. uh, young adult novels, it feature great friendships. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But for me, I tried to stick with books written by adults that center a friendship that is not a romantic friendship. And I am glad you did it that way because I did dip into YA because I gave up. (laughs) So I also read a lot of dysfunctional family, um, domestic, like house, housewife thriller type stuff. And uh, I was struggling with adult as well. So I went into the middle grade, uh, middle school, high school age for for my books this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did, I did find some. Good, good. <laughs> so uh, my first one, it is, I suppose, about teenagers, but is written for adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. Uh, I've recommended one of Grady Hendrix's books on this podcast before, um, The Southern Book Club Guide to Slaying Vampires. Yeah. Um, I recommend it for Mother's Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> This one's my favorite of his, My Best Friend's Exorcism. I don't know how he does it. Um, I don't know how Grady Hendrix, a man, like captures so perfectly what it's like to be a teenage girl and like mm-hmm. the dynamics of teenage girl friendships. But like he really pulls it off. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's set in sort of the satanic panic of the 1980s. Um, results around two friends, uh, Abby and Gretchen, uh, who've been best friends since fifth grade um mm-hmm. you know they bond over it's the 80s so like roller rink parties and et and uh mm-hmm. the go-go's <laughs> uh, particularly the song we got the beat <laughs> we all we all loved it yes <laughs> <laughs> um you know now they've entered high school and gretchen has started to act a little different um mm-hmm. like really different maybe mm-hmm. demonically different oh <laughs> <laughs> um and abby seems to be like the only one who has noticed that her friend is likely possessed <laughs> um so and she's also you know kind of has to set out to save her friend her favorite person and it's really funny 
But Grady Hendrix has this talent for like really swift tonal shifts, I would say, because you yeah. are laughing like right until you're terrified. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. While you've been laughing out loud, like something terrifying has been building in the background. Um, yeah. So not for the faint of heart, but mm-hmm. I just love it. It's a little bit Heather's. It's a little bit Stranger Things. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and it's going to be a movie, which I'm thrilled. Yes. Um, it seems like they've gotten pretty far in production, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I have heard from a few friends now that I need to read that, and I'm going to definitely add that to my my list of books I need to read. Yes. I should mm-hmm. also say it's a great audiobook. Um, I've oh. read it and listened, and mm-hmm. the audiobook's really nicely done. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, my first book is actually from the same time period. So um, it's called Just As Long As We're Together by Judy Bloom. And uh, this book was originally published in 1986, uh, but I read it after it was sold through the Scholastic Book Club in 1988. So I would have been uh, 11 when this book came out. And uh, it's about three friends, Rachel, Stephanie, and the new girl, Allison. And uh, when I came up with this book, it's, it's not that I remember the book per se, but I do know that it was the first book that I thought about when I thought of friendship. Um, the copy I had, if anyone wants to Google it, and you'll find the Scholastic Book Club cover. It was uh, had a yellow border. It had the three characters in one bedroom, and one of the girls is holding up a T-shirt that says, friends because of course, of course. <laughs> you always when you're hanging out with your friends you wear shirts that tell you exactly what you're doing you gotta stay on theme <laughs> exactly yes uh so rachel is the really smart one she's probably who i identified most with uh stephanie's the narrator they have been friends forever and uh when allison moves to town uh she becomes friends with them and uh but that kind of puts Rachel and Stephanie at odds. Uh, Stephanie's parents are getting divorced, and the girls are just trying to navigate seventh grade, their friendship, their relationships with their parents. Um, I read it going into junior high, and I haven't I haven't looked at it since. I know I still own my copy. It's in with all of my books from when I was a kid. Um, There are likely, because this was written in 1986, there are likely some passages that just would not not go today. You know, they're likely outdated. (laughs) Um, But a lot of my favorites from when I was a kid probably don't age well. And I can read them as an adult and understand that. Um, but I do think I'm going to try and reread this one. I think I'm going to look for my copy and um, go back to go back to junior high a little bit and see, because I honestly don't remember how it ends. Oh, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do know I loved it. Yeah, it stuck with you. <laughs> it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, my next recommendation is... <laughs> very different (laughs) from the one before (laughs) um it is city of thieves uh by david benioff uh some of our listeners may recognize the name david benioff yes he is the game of thrones showrunner uh a mm -hmm. show that was very beloved and then completely Mm -hmm. ran off the rails and is now 
nearly universally reviled. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I promise that the book sticks the landing. Good. <laughs> like, um, it is kind of a like historical fiction buddy comedy, you know, like two very different people thrown together on a mission. Um, it takes place in uh, 1942 uh, Leningrad. The city is, you know, under siege by the Germans and like people are starving. Uh uh, Lev uh, is a kind of scrawny Jewish teenager who's been accused of looting. Uh, and Koila is a young kind of strapping Russian soldier um, who's been accused of uh, deserting. Uh, he denies this claim. Um, but they're kind of thrown in a cell together, yeah. you know, awaiting their likely execution. But then uh, Colonel Greco of the secret police offers them a chance to walk away free. Um, the only catch is that they need to find a dozen eggs uh, for the colonel's daughter's wedding cake, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the wedding's in like five days. Okay. <laughs> and again, <laughs> like mm-hmm. they are in the sieged, starving city of, of Leningrad. So mm-hmm. it it is very funny. It's like, you know, kind of gallows humor, but also just sometimes like just purely very funny. It's mm-hmm. obviously very dark. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know does play, take place during world war ii so there is a lot of real life horrors mm-hmm. too but it's it's fast-paced it's very cinematic i really wish this book was a movie <laughs> like um mm-hmm. if someone from hollywood tapped me <laughs> to, to tell them what the next movie they should make for a book is this would be my recommendation someone get paramount <laughs> studios on <Yes>. the phone <laughs> we have to talk to them <laughs> but it's just it's a lot of fun their dynamics so great and like i said i promise it sticks the landing unlike game great. of thrones <laughs> um and just just a great like buddy comedy <laughs> that's great yeah i've always enjoyed you know buddy comedy movies are always fun and so are the tv shows and stuff but i i haven't read a good many buddy comedy books yes so mm-hmm. it feels you can it's easy to see it as a, as yeah. a movie it's a very cinematic book mm-hmm. um, yeah it's, that's it's great. a fun one <laughs> great mhm my um, my next one is a little more serious, actually. But both my my next picks are are serious. Um, they're uh, they're both teen novels, and one is uh, this one's called "When I Was the Greatest" by Jason Reynolds, and uh, Jason Reynolds is absolutely amazing. Um, I. I think I have loved every single book I've read of his. So he likely will come up on this podcast quite a bit. Um, But this is actually his, uh, it's one of his first books. And I read it in 2020. And I went back and listened to it. And a couple years later, I read it, uh, listened to it just a few months ago. I did really enjoy it. Um, It's set in Bed-Stuy in New York. And it's about three friends, Allie, uh, Ali, sorry, Noodles and Needles. And Ali lives in a brownstone with his mom and his sister. His dad is in and out of the picture for most of the novel, um, but winds up playing a big role in the novel. Uh, Noodles and Needles, they live across the way. Um, they have a, a fairly absent mother who, although um, because it's a YA book, it's never explicitly stated, but as an adult, you can tell she's a sex worker and she's not home much. Uh, Needles is my favorite of the three characters, Mm -hmm. and um, he is called that because he knits. And uh, he has Tourette's syndrome, and 
what calms him during any of his outbursts is knitting. And how they figure that out is he's having an outburst on the stairs and Ali's mom sees it and she grabs her knitting and her needles and gives it to him and teaches him. And so while needles never finishes a project, <laughs> the motion of knitting will calm him. So um, so most of the story is about the three boys. Um and But they do get invited to a party, a fight breaks out, and they find themselves in the middle of something something huge. And that's kind of the story arc. But it, it really is, at its heart, a story about the three boys' friendship. And um, it's one of those books where it, it really stayed with me, the three characters in, in Needles. Um, the cover is amazing. I don't know... Um, it, I. I think on if you go on Libby, I think you'll see the cover that is for the one I read. Um, it's actually been banned in some schools for the cover, so I'll let you guys go ahead and search for it to see. Um, and the book is definitely not as polished as some of Reynolds' later works, but it's one of my favorites of his. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. I'm trying to look up the cover on air, but I don't have great Wi-Fi in here. I'll show it to you later. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. But I think the cover the cover is actually what made me want to read it. Yeah. And uh, well, that and the fact that I love Jason Reynolds. Um, but but yeah, it's a really good book. Mm -hmm. That is what a great cover should do. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, my third recommendation. When I tell you that it was hard to find like books about friendships broadly it is especially hard to find books about and about and by adults where there's just a friendship between a woman and a man it's <laughs> like, so hard to find that's mm -hmm. not a will they won't they that doesn't have like a romantic tension like undercurrent mm -hmm. yeah it's so hard mm -hmm. <laughs> i like literally Googled it <laughs> and then saw um, the recommendation Lab Girl, which was like, oh, yeah, like mm -hmm. I read and loved the book Lab Girl uh, yeah. by Hope Jaron. Um, it's a memoir. Uh, well, kind of a it weaves together a memoir and also sort of a sciencey book. Um, Jaron's mm -hmm. a geobiologist. Okay. Um, and the book kind of cuts between sort of like these amazing like plant facts and like kind of the life cycles of like trees and plants with uh hope jaron's own sort of like coming of age as a scientist yeah. um it's you will learn so many cool facts about plants yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> and also sort of about like the bureaucracy of being a scientist in plants you know it's yeah. as they point out a lot of the funding goes to sort of more charismatic like animals Dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the sexier topics of yes. the science world. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but she gives a good defense for why you should really care about and be interested in plants, yeah. too. Um, but I love that, like, you know, the main relationship of hers that it centers in the book is not. And, you know, she, you know, dates and, and marries she has a husband like yeah. but, like that relationship is very peripheral like the main relationship it centers is her like long time like decades long friendship with her lab partner bill um mm -hmm. who's sort of her like 
co-conspirator and co-like adventurer and and starting Mm -hmm. these kind of like crazy projects and Mm -hmm. I just think that's really great yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, to have you know a non-fiction memoir about a man and a woman who can just be like really great friends yeah definitely (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah if you're looking I love a non-fiction book where I can learn something about science in a very accessible way um I, I think it's very helpful when it's intercut with like sort of stories and, and uh, memoir like that. So mm-hmm. if that's also your type of nonfiction book, uh, Lab Girl by Hope Jaren. It's a great pick. <laughs> that sounds great. I remember when that book came out, um, I was working in children's and a lot of the a lot of the moms were reading it. Yes. I would see um, they would return their, their kids picture books. And that was in there a lot when that when that book came out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my final pick for this month is uh, is another teen novel, and uh, this is by I I think she might be my absolute favorite author right now, and that's Tiffany D. Jackson. Um, she's another name you'll probably hear a lot from me. Uh, this book is called Let Me Hear a Rhyme, and it's a standalone novel published in uh, 2019. I read it then. And just like the Reynolds book, I did go back and listen to it in 2022. Uh, The story revolves around three friends, uh, Quadir, Jarrell, and Jasmine, who are dealing with the murder of Steph, who is Jazz's uh, older brother and the best friend of Quadi and Jarrell. The trio come up with a plan. Steph was a rapper, and uh, but he also just kind of did it on his own. Like, he wasn't trying to be famous or anything but after his death they decide that they're going to put this mixtape out there and it eventually catches the attention of a big time rap label so think like bad boy records def jam um it's a label very very much based on that (laughs) and um but it's a really compelling story of friendship they're um they don't sugarcoat the drug violence or murder or gangs or anything like that but that's not that's not the centerpiece the centerpiece is really these three kids and the mixtape um it also has uh some rap lyrics in it so when tiffany jackson wrote this she had a friend who wrote the raps so when they talk about steph's rap music you'll see that in the page as well um an interesting side note is that I attended an author talk with Tiffany earlier this year, and I was able to tell her how this was one of my favorite books of hers, and I was listening to the audio at that time. And so I asked her if she liked it, and she clearly paused and had this look on her face, and she finally said um, that the narrators are wonderful, <laughs> but that a lot of authors, including herself, never the narrators never really sound like what they hear in their heads while they're writing. Interesting. So where I really enjoyed it because it was read by four people. So each character, including Steph. So Steph is uh, narrating in flashback. Um, So I liked having the voices. They were very clearly matched to the character. But for her, it wasn't the it wasn't who she heard in her head. So it was really interesting to kind of be able to to ask her that question and, and listen to her. She visited a library over Zoom. And so I was able to to listen to her, which was really exciting for me, because like I said, she she is amazing and she's one of my favorites. And um, 
I'm reading one of hers right now, actually. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I never had considered that, but I'm sure that is tough for a lot of yeah. authors. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, when a book gets made into a movie, like authors and readers alike have that, you know, experience yes. of, mm-hmm. even though throughout this podcast, I've been <laughs> advocating for these books <laughs> to be made into movies. <laughs> um, it, it can be kind of a jarring experience, but yeah. And I love an audiobook that has different narrators for different parts. Yes. A lot of times when I'm looking for an audiobook, I actually look to see if there is more than one narrator because I would prefer to hear a cast of characters than one. And I have listened to some that are a single narrator and they're trying to change their voice. Like if it's a female narrator, they try to put a a lower voice for the guys. (laughs) Um, You know, so I have listened to them. But what I really when I'm looking for one. I tend to look for a cast of characters and a few narrators, and I tend to get a little more enjoyment out of them. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that we chose this theme. Well, you chose this theme. (laughs) I just wanted to mention my birthday on a podcast. (laughs) Because I do think, you know, it's definitely, I now have a goal, a mid-year reading resolution to read more books about friendships. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's these, you know, I don't know, at least for me, like the relationships that shape you the most as a person, you would think that that would be you know, fruitful ground. Absolutely, <laughs> for, yes. For writing and reading. <laughs> and, and on the subject of friends, um, I have a good friend who lives in England who has told me that she is now listening to our podcast. Oh, so I feel out. like we, I feel like we need to give her a friendship shout out. So Nicola, we love you. We're so glad you're listening, and this is your friendship shout out during our friendship month podcast. An international listener. How yes. Exciting. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yes. Well, mm-hmm. if you are looking for fun things to do with your friends in the month of August, um, I would recommend our end of summer bash. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finish up your, your reading, enter your raffle tickets into Beanstack, yes. and mm-hmm. come down for some music and, and food. Yes. Um, and we'll be announcing the raffle ticket, uh, the raffle winners at the bash. Yes. So we'll be, uh, so you definitely, if you've been putting in your tickets and you really want like that Neshoba Valley gift gift certificate, you should be there and be able to squeal when your name is called. Yes. So August 11th is the day of the bash. And mm-hmm. a lot of great prizes to use with your friends, Neshoba Valley. Yes. Uh, drive-in movies. Mm-hmm. Bring them to the aquarium. That's right. <laughs> so, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, until next month. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.